Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch, and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Frank Campion, who's going to give us an update on some of the hill flocks involved in Chagas Better Farm Sheep Programme. With many of the flocks just finished pregnancy scanning, we discussed the results they achieved this year, including some of the fertility issues encountered in one of the flocks, along with some of the possible causes and follow-up actions that that farmer has taken. We move on to discuss litter size, the management of twins, and the possibility that some of these flocks may be pushing litter size too high for their particular system. We discuss the need to look at the overall system on these farms and target the levels of output to best match and suit the individual farm. We finish up with Frank highlighting how some of these farmers are managing new body condition score at this point of the season. We start off, however, with Frank discussing the farms involved in the programme and those have recently finished up. Okay, thanks for having me, Karen. So yeah, look at in terms of the the better farm sheep program on the hill side of it, we currently have seven flocks that are running a, a hill sheep enterprise. For five of these farms, they're running both a hill and a lowland sheep enterprise on the farms, and then two of them are running hill only enterprises. And I suppose we've had a, a bit of a change in the hill side of the program in the last few months, and we finished up with Dave McLaughlin in Donegal, and we've recruited two new farms to the program just at the end of last year, one in Mayo and one in Donegal, and both of them are running hill sheep enterprises. And David, he's one of the farmers featured in this year's Hill Conference, and many will have been on the farm in that region at various open days. Uh, we're very lucky to work with him over the years. Yeah, no, definitely. Like he, he, like as you said, he's featured on the the National Hill Sheep Conference this year. He has a, a very good story to tell. He's a real example of what can be achieved on a sheep farm, particularly one that's running hill and lowland sheep enterprises, where you you do the the basic management stuff really well and impl- get the best out of the technologies available to you without doing anything overly madly complicated, but maybe just showing attention to detail. And, and like just for the others, they're spread everywhere from Wicklow to Cork, Kerry, right the way up to Donegal and the West Coast country. But there's updates available on each of them on the Chuggles website, obviously, and in the newsletter every month. And hopefully look, exactly. we'll, try and feature, we'll try and feature some of them farmers on the podcast during the summer. No, definitely, definitely. Like as you said, the the monthly newsletter usually has a, a bit on the hill farms, and as we get information on them, we feed it out and look at our intention with all the hill, all the better sheep farms that we've used them intermittently along the years, with you on the podcast or bits of videos and things like that. And look, it's the one thing we're having to spread around the country. There are slight subtle differences between each of the systems. Mm. Every hill is different. Every system's a bit different, but. Um, I think some of the core messages come from it have been useful. But just like speaking of messages and management, I suppose Frank, one of the key tasks on them farms at the moment, the fairly high output hill flocks, I think they've all nearly scanned maybe bar one of them. How is that going for them this year? Yeah, so look at it, as you said, they've all scanned bar one and we are looking at relatively high output hill flocks. And I suppose by and large, scanning has went well. Um, our scan litter sizes are ranging from kind of 1.3 to 1.5 on the ones that have, have scanned. And our pregnancy rates are by and large good, except for on one flock where we seem to have a small issue. But scanning seems to have seems to have went went well across the across the flocks. Look, the challenge in any of them flocks, uh, we'll maybe discuss the twin bit of it in a minute because I know that'll come up. Mm. But um, you know, managing empties like there's one of the flocks you said there, like the pregnancy rate I assume was a bit low on that one. Yeah, so we've one flock where we've pregnancy rate of just 75%, 76%. So that would be much lower than what we target. Whereas the rest of flocks are all between 91 and 98%, you know. So look at on those flocks, we've seen this over the years where issues can crop up, crop up with pregnancy rates, you know. And look, if you're looking at some of our stuff coming out in the autumn, we're always saying to lads, you focus on your condition score and you focus on getting the live weight right. That makes a big difference to, to hill pregnancy rates. And we see that happening. But 
we can get cases we've seen over the years where maybe her single sire mating groups were being ran, which a lot of hill farmers like to do, where a ram doesn't work and maybe the single sire groups weren't collapsed and rams mixed up in time and that can lead you to a low pregnancy rate. In this particular issue, we're not convinced it was that the management around mating seems to have been fairly good and fairly on point. So we've taken a few blood samples and we're just investigating further to see what other, you know, is there anything else underlying there that could be causing this problem. But I suppose it's one of the, the key things of, of, of scanning. You know, some hill farmers won't scan, and that's fair enough. But something we suppose we've any of our hill farmers are scanning. A couple of lads have only started scanning since we joined with them. And this flock is one of those flocks. And it's an important measure because finally you get the later size, you get the singles and the twins, and that improves your management in the run up to lambing. And ultimately you'll probably have a better lambing and a better crop of lambs out of it. But in the case of this flock here, we've after identifying a pregnancy rate issue which may point us in a, another direction that's affecting the output from the flock, you know, and it's, it's very important data to have that allows you to, you know, identify issues within the flock and deal with them when they crop up. You're following up with the local vet now, and like at 75, there's obviously, there's there's something kind of fundamentally wrong with that one, because you said the like condition on that in that flock would have been fairly good coming in this November. Yeah, exactly. Condition condition was all right. Um, we've, you know, we've a lot of management around the flock of mating seemed quite good even throughout the summer leading up to mating. So, you know, the local vet now is involved on it. We'll keep an eye on it and we'll, when we have something to back out with it, something we'll, we can report on. But I suppose it's with these things as we have the result now is, and with any farmers that you actually take steps then to, to deal with it, you know, bring in your vet, bring in your advisor and see what's actually causing the issue. And of course, look at those, throws up even for the other flocks option of what you want to do with empties and different things at this stage of the year. But just like to bring you to the other end of that, I suppose all the key aspect in the management now is the litter size. So that's effectively what you're going to work with over the next ones. Is that's that's what you're concerned about feeding. How litter how has litter size fared on these flocks? Litter size in these flocks is good, and I suppose, Kieran, the thing you have to bear in mind with these flocks is the program they're in. So we look to go into a, I suppose, a farm that's kind of a low to low average output, and we want to bring them to a high level of output. And we want to maximise the output from the system, but also the profit that's left to the farmer. So that takes a, a number of fundamental things change on the farm. Like we look at breeding policy, we look at your management, you know, condition score weight, we look at improving the green ground. I suppose it takes a few years for everything to click in. And I suppose one of the things we're probably seeing with some of the flocks that are maybe relatively early on in the journey with us is scanning rates are probably getting a small bit high in terms of they've went in and they've got the low hanging fruit and they've improved the condition score of the O's. They've improved the soil fertility on the green ground. They've done soil tests, spread the bit of lime, probably find themselves with a lot of extra grass at different times of the year that they might not be used to, and probably pushing scanning rates a small bit high. So if you just take an example of two of the flocks there are scanning 1.5, that may seem, you know, look, it is a good scan, but for a hill farmer, we'd prefer to see them scanning maybe something around 1.2, 1.3 of a litre size, because just to suit the system, you know, ideally we want yours in a hill system spend as long as we can out at the hill. So for, after scanning for these lads, the singles in most cases are gone back to the hill. And most of them will probably hold back to the twin, the twins or some of the thinner singles after that. So if we have a lot of twins in that system, well then we're putting pressure on our already limited green ground having to hold all these yaws back. We're not putting yaws back to the hill as much as we like. And that follows right through, you know, as we go through now to lambing and into the lactation up to weaning, singles will go back to the hill quicker than twins, obviously. For some lads, maybe twins won't get back to the hill quite late on in the, the period. So the more of those we have lying around, the more pressure we're putting on our green ground and ultimately the less grazing we're doing on the hill, which is ultimately what these yaws should be doing. You know, and there's better ways that we can utilise, if we do get to the stage where we have green ground that's producing a lot of grass, there's better ways of utilising it as we've seen with the likes of Dave McLaughlin and some of the other farmers that are coming through the programme now. 
it's a bit of a question looking at the overall system for some of them. Like that's look, it is part yeah. of that progression as you indicated. But I suppose your argument, Frank, in a, it boils down to a hill flock really should have output of a good hill flock, but when it goes a bit beyond that, then you're incurring the cost of a lowland system, which is not necessarily where some of these farms want to go. Like I've seen in previous cases, like there's an argument for some of them maybe for split flocks and that down the line as well. Mm. Exactly, exactly. There is a there is a ceiling to it. You know, there's an optimum that you want to get to. So like we set the target for the lads, right? You want to wean greater than one lamb per yaw joined. Well, then obviously you need to scan greater than that. But you can go too far with that scanning on these hill systems. And as you said, there is alternatives. Like if you take what a lot of these flocks will be able to do is get their hill flocks scanning 1.2, 1.3. That will leave them with maybe some surplus grass on the green ground that they can then run a, a high output sort of lowland flock on that, you know, a small number of yaws that produce scanning two and weaning 1.6, 1.7 plus every year, you know, high output fits into the system, but allows the hill flock to work away perf- perfectly on its own with its allocation of green ground and use the hill to the maximum throughout the year. The hill yaws, Kieran, you can push them as far as you want, but the thing is genetics and everything comes into part, no matter how much you push a, a Scottish black face, yo, she's probably not going to go too high on the scanning rate. And as you say, you're not going to have, you're going to incur the cost of the lowland system and have the, the output of the hill system. And I think a couple of our better farmers have seen that in action and, and will talk talk very well on it. I suppose the other possibility for some of them, I was just going to say, Frank, is possibly can that find a crop of yours for crossing as well, depending on what works in their own system. But it, it just feeds into that whole, you need to look at everything in context. Um, yeah, obviously, exactly. the conditions one of the key drivers of that later size, but... Um, too many of the thinner end of it and then we've more empty so there is a balancing act there I think is the key thing that's coming from that Yeah it's a balancing act and you know look at it's better to be scanning 1.5 and have yours that are in great condition than to be scanning one and have yours that are in poor condition and are going to be thin and struggling throughout the year mm-hmm. so it is the balancing act but the ultimate way that you get that balancing act right is that you utilise your hill to the maximum and that any time you have yours in you handle them you're keeping an eye on condition score if you have those thinner yours like take it now you're throwing yours back to the hill if there's a few thinner ones holding back, the same, you know, after lamb, and if you're putting yours back to the hill, a couple of thinner ones holding back. So manage it like that, but you're still getting the maximum utilisation of your hill, and that's how you'll get the, the optimal performance out of them. Just in terms of management and feeding, like over the coming weeks for them flocks, if Scan obviously knew, you alluded to some of this earlier, what are they doing um, <coughs> management wise or feeding wise? So I suppose seeding wise, it kind of varies between the, the farms. And as you said, we have farms dotted right throughout the country, you know, so it'll vary somewhat. But by and large, singles are gone back to the hill on all the flocks. You know, in some cases, twins will have gone back for a couple of weeks. Um, in other cases, then twins will be held in, I suppose, on more of the improved ground or some green ground. And there'll be some supplementary feeding starting to go into them now in, in the run up to lambing. I suppose the, the thing with them is it comes back to, I suppose, different management strategies for those singles and twins, you know, where you have singles out on the hill some of them will be feeding a cob so you know a kind of a large nut that can be spread out on the ground or they'll be using high energy buckets maybe until closer to lamb and just to keep yaws gathered and to keep keep a bit of condition on them and then as they get closer to lamb and the singles will be brought in closer and they'll be fed some meal in order to have them right at lamb time for most of the lads for the twins look they'll probably stay in at the minute there will be some level of meal or silage going into them at this stage and that'll continue right up until lamb time and I suppose we have a bit of a variation in that management and some of that comes down to Kieran too to suppose, how long they've been in the programme or not been in the programme. Our ultimate aim for all these hill flocks is that realistically they should be lambing everything outdoors, you know, lambing kind of start of April onwards, you know, to suit the system. 
we're bringing lads maybe from a, a journey where they were lambing in March, putting a lot of hilly oil inside and moving back out to outside lambing out just takes a bit by degrees, you know, I suppose that's one of the, the key messages when you look at these lads is that you won't change it all overnight, it takes a couple of years. So we'll have a few of the lads now who are only after starting back outdoor lambing in the last year or two. So they'll still house a few of the twins until I suppose they're more comfortable with lambing the singles outdoors. And then their ultimate aim is to get everything lambing outdoors in April. And not be housing any of the helios. And just like for the context of that, that's that's predicated on the whole cost of that system. Must have moved in. Exactly, indoors. it's the cost of the system. It's a low, you know what I mean. The, the, you can't be incurring huge huge costs on these hill systems because they, you know, the income at the end of the day isn't in it. You know, and ultimately you have to suit match the system to suit what you have. So that's going to be in most cases an outdoor lamb and flock that's weaning greater than one lamb per year to the ram and lambing from sometime in April onwards. Just like to go back to one other management aspect, if you look, we've had a number of wet weeks there in a row, and particularly it's been a hard weather. Handling for condition is something we often talk about, even independent of singles or twins. The importance of that needs hill flocks, and are any of them actually segregating yours on that basis? Yeah, so look, we have lads that are doing that, and we encourage that. And, you know, handling and condition can be as complicated or as simple as you want it to be. So, you know, handling condition is. First thing is first, it's not looking in over the, the field gate or over the pen and saying they look well or they look poor. It's actually putting your hand on the O. So when you have them in for something like scanning or if they're doing your clostridium vaccinations, that's the time to actually put your hand on them. Feel along the backbone and along between the last rib and the hip bone. So you're feeling along that area, you know, and if you're feeling O's that are under condition. So when we say under conditioned, when you're feeling along the back, the easier it is to pick out each of the, the spinous processes along the back and the, the sharper those bones feel, the less condition they have. So it's about if you feel those yours are tin, pulling off the tinner ones, you know, giving them that extra bit of doing. So if it's the case that the singles are going back out now after scanning, keep them ones back in with the twins. Give them that extra little bit just to, you know, build a little bit of condition or at least maintain what condition they have on them. You know, and that should probably be practiced throughout the year on most of these hill flocks. You know, that whenever you have those yours passing through, put your hand on them, have a feel, see what's happening on the, along the back and just below the ribs. And that'll give you an idea of actually how good your nutrition is for that flock. And, you know, we've seen over the years, Kieran, how important wagging well, score is for these these hillios. So it's, it requires year-round management, and now is a particularly important time that you can be doing it. You're trying to reduce some of the problems for later on. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Look, Frank, we'll try and catch up with you later in the year just for an overview of the farms. We might try and get some of them on as well. Thanks very much for coming on with me today and giving us a quick update on them. No problem. Thanks for having me, Kieran. Okay, we'll finish things up at this point. Again, you can get updates on any of the Better Farm flocks on the sheep section of the Chagas website. They're also included in the Chagas Sheep newsletter. And we'll try and feature some of them in various other media outputs from videos to this podcast during the year. So you can keep track of the progress they're making on the farms and kind of key issues at that particular time of the year. I'd like to thank Frankie again for coming on with us and giving us an update on them. Obviously, like balancing the hill system can be quite complicated um, and improvements in many cases can take a number of years to see full effects and change around some of the systems on these farms. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Juggle Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in any of our episodes.